Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Budweiser's weekday sports beat continues on Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT. Well, we usually talk to Christian McCollum from irisportsdaily.com on Thursday. Didn't get a chance to talk to him last week because we had, of course, March Madness and NCAA tournament games going on all day Thursday and Friday last week. And with me traveling out here to Bridgeport yesterday, wanted to be sure to uh, to get him on this week because there's plenty of recruiting stuff going on correct Christian yeah busy time (laughs) you know the dead period is over for the month of February and it's been a really really busy month so far for Notre Dame recruiting absolutely and let's let's just start with the pot of gold day it was St. Patrick's Day the first day of spring practice last week as well kind of you know give everyone a refresher on what it is and uh, you know what the Irish did for that the pot of gold day this year yeah, so a few years back, Notre Dame decided to kind of use, you know, St. Patrick's Day as a, a, a opportunity to kind of really brand their, you know, Fighting Irish and kind of right. own the day, right? For St. Patrick's Day, they own the day. And they used to just, like, send out, like, 100 postcards to each kid, just, like, overwhelm them with attention. And as someone who is no longer as young as I think I am, um to me it was confusing like, okay, all right yeah like you know okay you got 100 postcards like but the kids loved it right so i would joke around with my own buddies like i don't know why but the kids love it huh. but this year they kind of you know they changed it up a little bit and it's a little bit more meaningful where rather than just overwhelming their top targets with you know a bunch of pieces of mail you know everything's becoming digital now obviously so they they sent out a guys a lot of you know cool graphics that kind of stuff and they really, what they did is send out a lot of offers to top guys in the 2024 class. And that's something that's really more meaningful, in my opinion, than getting a whole bunch of pieces of mail. Of course, part of the balance there is waiting till St. Patrick's Day to offer a boatload of these kids that you True. know you're going to offer, right? You, you know, these guys are, a lot of these guys are top level guys. And, you know, you could probably look back at least January, February and know these are guys that are offer worthy but they're going to hold back until St. Patrick's Day to make a big splash and give credit to Notre Dame staff. They did a very good job communicating with the vast majority of these kids ahead of time, building relationships, kind of dropping hints along the way. You know, St. Patrick's Day is a special day around here for what we do um, and kind of just like letting them know that we also have a process. We don't just throw out offers just because any kids, you know, good. We like to get to know them before we do it. So they really coordinated that very well. And all the kids that I spoke to, they really appreciated that. And they were honored to be part of that, like included in that special day. And, and they, like I said, they really appreciate the fact that Notre Dame does its due, due diligence before just flying out an offer to anybody. Sure. So and the organization that goes into this is extremely impressive. I mean, you're talking about uh, probably close to a hundred kids 
that can't you can't call them. Notre Dame can't call them directly and just offer. So you got to coordinate that where the kid's going to call a coach or or you get on the phone with a high school coach and he passes the message along, whatever. And this all has to be done at a certain time. You can't have every kid in the East Coast calling up at 3.05. Um, so, you know, everything that goes into that behind the scenes um, is super impressive. I think it kind of gets overlooked at times. Uh, but give Notre Dame credit, you know, it's very, very few programs in the country that can really put their stamp on an individual day and own that day in recruiting, and Notre Dame pulled it off again. Well, and it, you know, one of the things that Marcus Freeman talked about at the press conference, I guess it was last month when he introduced all the new assistants, there's this emphasis on recruiting and everyone's got to be you know, into recruiting and you know, pull their weight and all that different stuff. But he also said there's no recruiting coordinator so like to pull off these kind of events with no one really see you know I don't know you know if you've kind of heard like who's you know if there's anyone sort of directing any of this but that kind of makes it even more impressive I think the fact that there isn't at least someone with that title right now. yeah Notre Dame they have you know Chad Bowden's really the director of football recruiting right now okay. he kind of serves that title instead of having a, a position you know staff member on the position have that you know kind of title and that's always kind of been what the recruiting coordinator position has been I I think there was this misnomer back in the day where you know your best recruiter is a recruiting coordinator and it's not really the way it works now a lot of times those things are aligned because the guy who's going to be like really good at organizing this stuff is also really good at recruiting or it takes a real interest in it um and chad is obviously not an on-field position coach but we've talked about him before man that guy and you know you people would call him a secret weapon but he's not even a secret i mean he's <laughs> really really dialed into all this stuff and you know he him and his staff i know he has people that he works with they really, really do a good job and deserve a lot of credit for for pulling these kind of things off. All right. Well, let's talk about a few specific guys then because there were some major visits last weekend, including a couple of top 2023 wide receiver targets uh, at uh, a position of priority for this program right now. One guy who got a lot of, a lot of attention is Texas wide receiver Braylon James. He did visit. So how did the visit go and where are the Irish with him right now? Yeah, anybody that's been on Irish Sports Daily at all recently knows that you know we really like Notre Dame here. I think we've talked about it before, but um, we have some contacts down in Texas that we're really close with, and, and they were reaching out to us multiple times to let us know, hey, Braylon's coming up there, and this is a really serious visit. They're taking this real serious. Um, we also spoke to some people close to Braylon who reiterated that. You know, He brought his whole family up with them hmm. they, they made a kind of a little mini vacation out of it they stayed in chicago for a few days they were in chicago on st patrick's day before coming down on friday and there was i was told that you know they wouldn't do that if it wasn't a serious visit um they came down friday told that everything basically blew them away um you know marcus freeman we mentioned chad bowden they made huge impressions on them they like everything that's going on with that program um uh, you know chancy stuckey has a relationship that dates back with him to Stucky's time at Baylor. I'm not sure that that was his time at Baylor was as key as maybe some people thought, but it's definitely someone he knew, and he's definitely made a huge impression now. Uh, but more than anything, it's that blend of a athletics and academics that Notre Dame always going to preach, and it hits home with some people more than others, and it's really, really hitting home with uh, you know James and his family. Um, you know, some people have hinted that this could be, you know, almost over. Like Notre Dame could have a lead that's, you know, Man. too great for anybody to catch. I'm not sure if it's that yet. I think there's a couple more visits that he'll probably take. Uh, but, you know, they, calling the lead substantial right now for Notre Dame, <laughs> I think that's fair. Yeah. Man, that's uh, pretty impressive 
then again, uh, you know, an impressive wide receiver in an area of uh, real priority for Notre Dame in this program right now, the wide receivers, obviously. Christian McCollum with us from irishsportsdaily.com, our Notre Dame football recruiting segment for the week. And there's another top 2023 wide receiver target who was on campus, Carnell Tate. How'd that trip go, and where do the Irish stand with him? Yeah, Tate's a, a name that, you know, has been talked about in recruiting circles for Notre Dame for a very long time now. And he seemed to be close to almost closing, you know, things up last fall. He talked about wanting to make a decision kind of like in the October region area. And it was it was going to be like right after he visited Notre Dame and Notre Dame was in a strong position. Uh, but ultimately he held back. And in the interim, it's allowed other schools to get in the race, perhaps most notably Ohio State which obviously does a great job recruiting. And Notre Dame seemed to kind of trickle a little bit, definitely away from you know clear front-runner status to kind of on par with a lot of the other schools and maybe even behind Ohio State. Um, but he got back to campus earlier this month, and both sides kind of got a chance to reconnect. I feel like they kind of you know were able to open up and get to know each other a little bit better. Um, as we mentioned, Coach Stuckey obviously is new. Good for those two sides to meet, uh, kind of get a sense of who each other were. And also, you know, I, I, Tate's mom was with him, and I was told that was a big thing. That was a real key. Um, they both seemed very comfortable while they were on campus and around the people, which is huge. Um, so I get the sense that Notre Dame feels like it's back in the race now with Tate. And, and now this is a legit elite-level target, right? This will be if, – if Notre Dame were to land Carnell Tate, he'd be one of the top players – in the class regardless of who else they bring in and it's one of those things we're looking back in hindsight you know it's almost good he didn't commit in the fall because no one was going to stop chasing this kid if he would have committed to notre dame last october they were all going to keep coming after him and then the the coaching change that whole turmoil could have you know led him astray and he goes another way where sometimes those decommitments are hard to regain um where if you know if something like that's going to happen you almost rather him hold off um you know obviously if he would have stuck it would be great to have um, but he's another guy. We mentioned this before. Really close with Dante Moore, um, the quarterback they're recruiting. So uh, Notre Dame is, is trending in a positive direction with Carnell Tate. We'll have to see how you know how far they can take it. Well, let's just do a mandatory quarterback question then, since you brought up Dante Moore, because the chase seemed to be kind of narrowed down to two quarterbacks for 2023. Moore and Christopher Vizina. And now it it sounds like it's sort of narrowing down with maybe more getting all of the attention. Is that kind of the way it seems to be going for you? Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, you know, there was a, a few quarterbacks Notre Dame went after, and then it kind of crystallized around Moore and Vizina. And now, like you said, it's kind of been kind of the focus has been on Dante Moore. Um, you know, we've talked about him before in terms of his timeline, right? He understands that the quarterback position, they're only taking one for the most part. And these elite guys are really only taking, you're only going to be at a place where there's one elite guy. So as these other quarterbacks start, you know, the term we've heard is dominoes falling. Um, it's almost like a game of musical chairs where if you know where you want to go, if you're pretty sure you know where you want to go, you better make sure you get a, you know, a chair. Um, so <laughs> he, but he, you know, to his credit, he's also doing his due diligence. You don't want to get these guys in committed and then have them, you know, continue to look around and maybe, you know, hard feelings happen, but he's down. He was, he was down the South earlier this week. He took a bus tour and he hit Florida, Florida state, Georgia, Auburn Hmm. in Miami um, as part of a tour with a bunch of other prospects. And he also hit LSU earlier this uh, month. I heard Florida and Miami, Miami, Dating back, he's he's been to Miami several times. Dating back to when he's a middle schooler, 
um, in Florida have his attention. But I don't know. People I trust down in that area, they, they don't really see it. Um, LSU, I talked to a guy at LSU, and he, he almost forgot Dante Moore even visited LSU, and that was just a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Wow. So I don't really see them as a threat. That being said, you know, all these schools want him, right? So they all want him. No one's going to give up on him. Uh, but for various reasons, you know, I, I still see this one ended up Notre Dame's way in the end. All right. Well, let's talk about defense real quick then before we kind of wrap things up today. Um, another 2023 guy, linebacker Jaden Osbury. He was in town last weekend as well. So coming out of that trip, what are things looking like for the Irish and Osbury right now? Yeah, Jaden's a really mature young man. Now, his dad was a standout player at LSU, and his dad's now an executive in the LSU athletics department, right? Hmm. The kid goes to University Lab, which is like literally across the street from LSU. I mean, that you can walk there. Um, you know, brother Austin, just a 2022 prospect defensive back, just went through the process this past cycle, and everybody was like, well, these kids are both going to LSU. They're going to play together. They're going to LSU. I shouldn't say everybody because there's a lot of people that would say that's what everybody thinks, dot, dot, dot. But <laughs> um, so it was like and, and a lot of what we were hearing back then, even a year ago, was like, yeah, LSU is probably the favorite. But from what I hear, Notre Dame's is one of the schools that will get their attention. Now, those kids both visited Notre Dame last summer. Uh, both brothers, like basically it was one of their first trips. It might have been their very first trip of the summer. So that kind of said, all right, there's really something here. They both loved it. They both got offered by Freeman that day. They said they'd come back. Um, now, Austin ended up committing to Auburn. So that shows you that this LSU thing is not necessarily a done deal. Um, you know, he, so Jaden visited Notre Dame last week. Um, you know, and this was a trip that was intentionally rescheduled from January. He was initially planning to come for the junior day, but he intentionally rescheduled it so that he could come this month so he'd have more time with the coaching staff. You know, some of these things, you know, my boss, Mike Franks, likes to say, follow the actions, not the, the words. You know, these, these are kind of things that you don't really do if you're not really serious about a school. Right. So he, he got there. He spent a lot of time with uh, Marcus Freeman, a lot of time with Al Washington. Those are two of his favorite coaches, have been two of his favorite coaches for a very long time. Um, so he, he And I asked him, what was it like, the difference between, you know, when you were there in the summer and now? And he just told me the vibe is completely different. You know, he said there's people are just more happy. Everyone's ecstatic. Um, so he really just likes everything that's going on with, with Notre Dame. And Notre Dame told him, Listen, we want you. There's only a couple spots left. You know, they've already got some big-time linebackers committed. They want him to be in the class. It seems like both sides understand the timing of that. Jaden wants to take a visit to Auburn, take a visit to Miami, and then come back to Notre Dame for an official in the summer, and he hopes to have a, a decision before his senior season. I'm sure he, you know, let Notre Dame know that timeline. And Notre Dame, if he gets back in the summer, I'm sure they're going to try to close him then. Um, but we'll see, you know, I think that he's a kid that they really, really like enough that they will be willing to work with, you know, but like I said, with, uh, we were talking about Dante, you know, sometimes these numbers get tight, uh, mm -hmm. but at the same time, I, I really do like Notre Dame's chances here. All right. Real good. A lot of, uh, promising stuff. It sounds like out on the recruiting trail for Notre Dame right now, Christian McCollum from irishsportsdaily.com. What else is going on there right now, Christian? 
Yeah, so check out, you know, every Friday we release um, our ISD Intel. Um, a lot of, you know, a lot more information will be in there Friday um, on, in terms of, you know, Dante Moore, Braylon James, um, all those guys that, you know, Notre Dame has been really, really going in on. Um, we're going to have some stuff on Monroe Freeling, uh, one of the top 23 offensive linemen in the class. Um, so get over there and check that out. And then we continue to, you know, pump out video content with Jamie Uyama and Greg Fumong. Um, John Bryce, Matt Freeman, Mike Frank all do a great job covering their various beats. All right. Sounds good. Great stuff as always. Christian, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Sean. All right. Absolutely. Christian McCollum, IrishSportsDaily.com. We'll take a time out. More Budweiser's weekday sports beat is coming up next on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 